Think Red Ink Ministries presents The Words of Jesus series with Don C. Harris Hello my friends and welcome once again to Think Red Ink Ministries presentation of The Words of Jesus series. Our goal here is to reinforce Christianity with the wisdom and the words of Jesus, which incidentally are recorded in red ink in your Bible. We've been uh, speaking from chapter 64. Now we're moving to chapter 65 of our little book, Jesus Warns His Disciples Against Hypocrisy. When a great multitude of people gathered around Him, standing so thick that they trode one upon the other's feet, Jesus began to speak, saying, Beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. I'm, I would love to read this without interruption, but I can hardly do this. The reason I say that is, if you ask any theologian, read any commentary, Jewish, Christian, it doesn't seem to matter. Somewhere along the line, somebody has decided that leaven symbolizes what? You tell me. What are you thinking right now? I know what you're thinking. Everybody thinks that leaven symbolizes sin. And there is no reason to believe that whatsoever, except through the, the mouths and the transference of... Uh, um, I happen to think, you know, very selfish, egotistical men that want to say whatever it is they want to say. They want to teach whatever it is they were taught in seminary. But nobody looks at the scriptures. I remember talking about this with someone. And I asked them, what do you think that um, uh, leaven, when Jesus mentions leaven, what do you think that symbolizes? And the answer, of course, is immediately sin. And I say, where did you get that from? Well, that's just, that's, that's what it means. No, I'm asking you, where did you get the idea from? Which is, by the way, a, a, a very peculiar thought to many Christians because uh, I don't think they think a whole lot about where they receive what they receive. Most of this is done with good intention. People want to be Christian. They want to do the right thing. They want to live a life that's pleasing to God. So if they set out to do this, they find, um, you know, some tall steeple somewhere in town and they go to that church and they visit a preacher who they consider to be a holy man that they consider to be, well, essentially where they want to be. I mean, in that, um, in that status of being friends with God. I mean, that's what they're after, right? So they go to the person, pretty much like many of us may go to a, to a mechanic and ask him to work on our car, and that fear and trepidation that you feel when you turn your keys over to, to this little greasy guy that says he can fix your car, and you don't have any confidence in the world that he's going to do it. You're just going to let him try, and uh, you know you may be one who you know, gets cheated, goes someplace else, and gets cheated, and goes someplace else, and 
and eventually you find a mechanic, and if you do, you tell everybody you know, hey, I found an honest guy that actually knows how to fix a car. It's news. <laughs> well, we think that because a person is in business that, that, you know, that they ought to know what they're doing, but they don't. And we go to church thinking that this particular denomination, this doctrine, this guy, this whole church full of people, could they all be wrong? Could they all be misled? Absolutely they could be. Because many people don't ever consider the question I asked this man, where did you hear that? Who told you that? And I'm, I'm knowing fully well that the Bible doesn't teach that. Why are they saying that? Then nobody ever gives that a thought. I encourage you to do that. It's probably... I mean, if, if doctrine is important to you, and, and it should be, if theology is important to you, and it should be, I don't know how you intend on worshiping a God that you don't know, worshiping a God you know nothing about, trying to live in the guidelines that are to you are just as clear as mud. I don't know how you're going to do that without a, a sound theology and a sound doctrine. Number one, the first thing you need to do is decide, where did I hear that? Who told me that? On what grounds is this based? Now, if you're a person who really doesn't care you know, what the Bible says, that's one thing. But when you have whole denominations essentially bragging that their entire denomination and their foundation and their theology, their doctrine, their whatever dogma they happen to be barking over the pulpit, all comes from the scriptures. We're scripture-based. We're 1611 King James people or whatever they claim to be. And you can't find what they say in the scriptures. It's time to go. <laughs> it's just time to go. You've got, not only do you have a misinformed man, but at that particular point you've discovered him to be dishonest. Because if he says what he believes comes from the scriptures and it doesn't, do you think he doesn't know that? You think it's never occurred? Well, perhaps. I mean, now that I think about it, I mean, maybe we could give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe. <laughs> maybe they believe they're seminary professors and they never considered. Who told me that? Where did that come from? Who said that to me? What was it based in? What was it based on? Perhaps. Maybe we're three or four, five, six, seven, eight, ten generations into a bunch of misinformed people that never couple their precious scriptures that they call the Word of God. They never couple that to what they believe. Now when Jesus says, beware the leaven of the scribes and the Pharisees, and Herod, in another gospel he mentions Herod, and he uses, it. I, I was going to tell you the story, I asked this fellow, I said, do you know the Bible actually says what leaven is? Jesus, in red ink, actually says what leaven, he was using the word leaven in a sentence, and he told them what leaven is. And it's three words, it's in the Bible, three words. And... It's, it doesn't say sin. And as is my way, I wait. <laughs> and I wait, and I wait, and I'm, I'm just shocked 
that this person never says, well, gee, what does it say? <laughs> or what did, what did Jesus say? Or what is leaven? Or could I be mistaken about this? No, no, no. See, you've already told him that what he believes is wrong, so the wall goes up. <laughs> He's got nothing else to say to you. If he has anything to say to you, he wants to tell you that you're a heretic, you're a devil, you got a bad spirit, you're a boat rocker, or whatever else. But why am I being accused of being a boat rocker? Because I'm trying to reinforce your Christianity with the words of Jesus? Really? That's why I'm a boat rocker? That's why I'm a troublemaker? That's why I have a bad spirit? unbelievably similar similar to what they said to Jesus every time he opened his mouth. This guy's got a bad spirit. Well, I was shocked and somewhat disappointed that this particular person that I'm remembering the conversation about uh, never asked. Well, what did you do, Don? I never told him. You know what? If he don't want to know, I, I, what, what's it to me? He doesn't care what Jesus said. He doesn't care what the Bible says. He only cares about what he believes. And, and he's going to, and, and if I'm not mistaken, it's been many, many years ago, he's you know, just uh, made it his purpose to go through life and tell everybody what he believes. And I'm sure he continues to tell people that leaven means sin. Doesn't care what Jesus said about it. Well, you know, if I'm talking about you, you need to make a change. You need to stop that. Are you a Christian or are you not a Christian? Are you just a seminarian? Is that what you are, a seminarian? You're not a Christian. Jesus says, why do you call me Lord? You don't do what I say. Many of us, we don't even know what he said. Do you know what he said? Well, of course you do. I just read it to you. Beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. There's your three words. Which is hypocrisy. Which is hypocrisy. So, what is leaven? Sin? Oh, hypocrisy is a sin. Oh, is it? Where does the Bible say, thou shalt not be a hypocrite? A sin is a transgression against the law. So, how are you saying that hypocrisy is a sin? How are you trying to justify what you believe by twisting words in the scriptures saying, well, hypocrisy is a sin. Who told you that? Where did you get that from? Not from the scriptures. The scripture says that sin is a transgression against the law. Or does the law say, thou shalt not be a hypocrite? It doesn't. So, although hypocrisy is stupid behavior, it's selfish behavior, it's egotistical behavior, it's bad behavior that will eventually lead you into a life where sin is welcome. It's not a sin in itself. So that's no argument. What is this thing called hypocrisy? It actually, it's, its root comes from a Greek word that means actor. These are people who are performing to an audience. These are people who are doing what they do, saying what they say, dressing the way they dress, in order to perform for an audience. 
Now, Jesus was in the boat with his disciples, um, and they were on their way to this event. Now, this event was huge. He said that there were so many people there that they stepped on one another's feet. Jesus was trying to warn his disciples about leaven. Now, of course, when he said, um, uh, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, as we spoke of before, the, the disciples were all bent out of shape because they'd forgotten bread. And, oh, my goodness, he knows that we're out of bread. And they, didn't have, they didn't hear anything else he had to say because they were concerned about their own hides, which maybe they should have been. But nevertheless, Jesus says, I'm not concerned about bread. Haven't you seen me make bread? I really don't have any trouble doing it. I made enough to feed 5,000 once. You remember that, don't you? I made enough to feed 3,000 once. You remember that, don't you? Why do you think I'm talking about bread? I'm talking about hypocrisy. Why would he be doing that? He's telling his disciples and warning his disciples that when we get where we're going, you are likely going to meet people you know, people you respect, people you don't respect, family, friends, people that you know. Don't you try to just be an actor in front of these people, good or bad. See, some people that are Christians, when they get around their, their buddies, that mm, they're, they're ungodly people. They've always been ungodly. They didn't follow him into Christianity. And he, he wants to make a stand, but he wants to be loved. He wants to be adored and, and cared for by his friends. So what he does is he kind of acts like he's one of them. You know, hey, uh, you, know, you want to go do something that they used to do. And so he goes off with them and he, and he banquets with them or he drinks with them or he does whatever he does with them. And he's trying to fit in. Why is he doing that? Because he's an actor. Because he's a hypocrite. You know, you can be hip hypocritic. I know a lot of times, I remember when I was growing up, you know, the, the big reason why nobody wanted to go to church. Why? You remember? Yeah, you've heard it a million times. There's hypocrites in the church, right? Well, most of the time when people say there's hypocrites in the church, they're saying that these are people who are acting like they are better than they actually are. And that's, that's the really the definition that got stuck into hypocrisy, and I can't seem to break it loose out of people's minds. Look, just because you act like you're better than you are doesn't necessarily mean you're a hypocrite any more than acting like you're worse than you are makes you into a hypocrite. Hey, guy, listen to me. Be who you are. Be honest with yourself. If you are who you are, then be who you are. And if that's good, good. If that's bad, that's fine. But don't be an actor. There's, there is no future in that. But you know what? The most important thing, this is why you hear me ask the question all the time. If what you believe is not true, do you want to know it? This is why I ask people these, the, uh, the question. Because the truth is, is most people, I want, you to, I want you to do a little self-analyzation here. See if this fits. See if this shoe fits. Most people would rather belong 
than be right. This fellow that I gave the example of, talking about hypocrisy being sin. Do you know that was the thought that went through his head? If I don't believe what all my friends believe, all of a sudden I'm not going to belong. It's not worth it. You know what he is? He's a hypocrite. He's eaten up with leaven, is what he's eaten up with. He's eaten up with the leaven that Jesus was warning his disciples, don't participate in this. Don't get involved in this. There is no future for an actor of any means, good, bad, indifferent. Doesn't matter. Hypocrisy is hypocrisy. Acting is acting. Now, what's odd is that um, in other uh, Gospels, that's not, this, is, this is what I'm reading here, is from Luke. But if you look at the other Gospels about this particular story, Jesus said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, of the Sadducees, and of Herod. Now, I talked about this before, don't want to put so much time on it now, but that was the key for me to find out what uh, leaven actually meant. I could not figure out what a politician like Herod and the church leadership, leaders of the Sanhedrin, the Sadducees, leaders of, of the Israeli people, the Pharisees, totally respected men, and I couldn't figure out, what do those men have to do with Herod? But you remember why Herod had John the Baptist's head cut off? The Bible says that he made an oath, and he remembered that he made it in front of all those people. And because of all those people, he gave that girl what she wanted, or what she asked for. And he behated John the Baptist. Why? Hypocrisy. Because he cared what people thought. He cared what people thought of him. It was more than he could stand. Pharisees, Sadducees, many times tried to kill Jesus. And they realized that every time they moved against him, the people uproared. And, it's, and the Bible says that they would have killed him, but they feared the people. Look at it. It's throughout the Gospels. They feared the people, feared the people, feared the people. Yeah, just like you. Would you rather belong or be right? It's a decision we all have to make. The reason we have to make it is this book has been ignored. We have formed our doctrines minus Jesus Christ. I heard some idiot in, in some Christian magazine or some Christian article in some ungodly magazine, I forget where it was, said that we could have Christianity with, with uh, the Apostle Paul minus Jesus. But we couldn't have Christianity with Jesus minus the Apostle Paul. Hmm. I tell you what, let's play a game. You say something stupid, <laughs> and then I'll say something stupid. So far, you're ahead. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I don't know where these ideas come from in people's minds, but there's a lot of people. I suffer uh, uh, persecution or um, uh, criticism, I should say, criticism, because uh, we focus on the red words of the Scripture, and they say, you can't, you can't interpret the words of Jesus without Paul. 
hmm, I wonder what Paul did. <laughs> it's, it's just insanity. It's insanity. They think that Paul is the, he's the kind one, and Jesus uh, uh, was, was uh, talking about, uh, you know, destruction and, and hell and stuff. And uh, I'm thinking, boy, this is just a matter of opinion. I've heard that attached to people and, and you know, move from this person to that person. But, you know, who mentioned hell more than Paul? Anybody? <laughs> it's, it's, it's just so silly. It's just protecting their doctrine, protecting their denomination, protecting what they believe. Have you ever thought of the consequences, the, the midnight wide open eyes, when you realize that you're starting to get your, your uh, instruction from the Spirit of God, starting to get your instruction from the Word of God that you read in the Scriptures, huh? and all of a sudden you, things start to change and you realize, oh my goodness, my grandpa didn't believe this. My grandpa didn't live, my dad didn't live this way. My mom didn't live this way. And all of a sudden you realize, Maybe this is what Jesus was talking about. If you're not willing to walk away from everyone, including your parents, including your wife, including your children, for my sake and the gospel, you're not worthy of me. But we've never had to walk away from anything. Shoot, man, we joined a con congregation of 20,000. We all believe the same thing. That's because you all believe nothing. That's why. This is an individual walk, man. The Lord, I, I can't, uh, I just can't even imagine having, um, you know, a, a relationship with a God that doesn't speak to me. <laughs> All right, we need to get back into this, or the time's going to be gone. It already is. Um, he says, "Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy." For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that it shall not be made known. You're not getting away with it. Therefore, whatsoever ye have spoken in darkness, it will be heard in the light. And that which ye have spoken in the ear and in closets shall be proclaimed on the housetops. I say unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body. Here it is. He's explaining hypocrisy to you. You can't act in front of people because you're afraid of them. Be not afraid of them to kill the body. And after that, they have no more that they can do. But I will forewarn you who you shall fear. Fear him which after he hath killed hath power to cast you into hell. Yea, I say unto you, fear him. You have a deeper responsibility. You have a greater obligation to your God than to just act like you are somebody or act like you are not somebody. Like I say, doesn't matter, good or bad. Doesn't matter what, I, what uh, uh, character in the play that you're portraying, be yourself. One thing I admired about Job, that he would say something and his friends would, oh my goodness, I can't believe you're saying that. And you know Job's attitude was? I will maintain my ways before him. You know what? I'm telling you something that is going to cause you an incredible amount of trouble in your life. But it's absolutely necessary. You don't have a choice in this. 
Yea, I say unto you, fear him. Then he tries to give us comfort in that the God that you fear, he does love you and he does care about you. So you should fear the disobedience to him, but if you do obey him, you have nothing to fear. Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings? And one of them, uh, and not one of them is forgotten before God? But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are more valuable than many sparrows. Also, I say unto you, whosoever shall confess me before men, here it is again. He's talking about hypocrisy. People that are unwilling to confess him before men. Him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. But he that denieth me before men, there's the other part of hypocrisy. You see? Deny me before men will, shall be denied before the angels of God. And whosoever shall speak a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But unto him that blasphemeth the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven. And when they bring you into the synagogues and into the magistrates and the powers, take no thought how or what thing ye shall answer. For what, thing, what ye shall say, the Holy Ghost shall teach you in the same hour what ye ought to say. Now, I think that the position of these words and sentences here is telling us something that I don't think we should miss. If you want to be a pretender, you want to be an actor, you want to be one way at work and another way at home and another way at church, and you want to play that game, do you know what you're forfeiting? You're forfeiting communication with God and His powerful defense for your life when you are persecuted for righteousness', righteousness sake. He's telling us here, if you will live like this, you don't even have to think about what you're going to say. By the way, that's, a, that's good advice for life. You know, have you ever heard anybody mad at somebody else and they're saying, I'm going to talk to them about it. And if they say this, I'm going to tell them this. And I'm going to tell them that. And if they do this, I'm going to do that. And they're going to do this and then I'm going to do that. And you ever heard anybody rehearse like that? Do you know... Uh, that really shouldn't be a part of a spirit-led person's life. It really shouldn't. It's uh, that, uh, matter of fact, he uses the term in another gospel, premeditate. Don't premeditate. And people who premeditate, what are they doing? They're making up their mind. Now, friend, when we make up our mind, our mind's made up. There is no place for God to put his wisdom and his knowledge and his understanding we should never live that way it's time for us to go will you do something for me i need to hear from you tell me who you are and where are you from hey you can email me at don at thinkredink.com all right till we see you again think red ink bye bye You've been listening to Don C. Harris of Think Red Ink Ministries. 
Email don at thinkredink.com. That's thinkredink.com. Join us again for the next episode in the Words of Jesus series.